Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Alright, this is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin Jados, coach of a very sniffly NFNL, KFKL, no fife, no life, no fife, no life. We're here, we're feeling optimistic today, or it's, I'm feeling optimistic today. Your fantasy proverbs from last week just lifted the mood <laughs> and, and, and really set the tone for the weekend, mate. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's my new favourite segment on the pod. It helps myself. It's just, you know, therapy. Um, and hopefully it's uplifting for the listeners too. Um, and actually, I kind of wanted to start with fantasy proverbs today. Straight off the yeah, bat. Yeah, maybe even before we get into our scores. All right, let's go. just do it. Do it. Okay. Fantasy proverbs. So, our fantasy proverb for today is this An optimist laughs to forget, but a pessimist forgets to laugh. Now, this week, I slept well for the first time in a month, and I enjoyed the weekend of footy for the first time since round one, and I'm putting it down to the Nick Dacos effect. Oh, God. I just... It, uh, it didn't matter what he scored. I just... I slept well at night knowing that he was in my team. Fantasy there was Proverbs nothing to worry about. It's supposed to lift us up, mate. <laughs> and you just smacked me down straight up. Oh, you, you know, part, part of my new rule for the game is just get players based on my enjoyment of the game. And it's, it's a game. It's fun again. I enjoyed watching the footy. I enjoyed watching my scores tick over for the weekend. And it's all because I based my decision on who I wanted in my team and who I couldn't bear to watch nah, in previous weeks. Shit my my shit, mood has shit, completely flipped, cuz. Shit our segment this week, man. <laughs> oh, I unplugged my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, We're still recording, though. Yeah, okay. You, you, you riff while I fix it. All right, well, anyway, let, let's, after that sh- absolute shambles of a segment, which was... Deeply depressing for me. Let's get into our scores. <laughs> what did you score this week, Cuz? And how are you ranked? <laughs> um, I dropped a 21.36 and I'm now ranked 5.77. So I went up mm, about 2,000 spots. Yeah, nice. Pretty happy with that. What did you score? I scored 21.24. So it was a, it was a, a bounce back week for the subs this week. And I'm ranked uh, 10,755. So I moved up about 4,000 spots. And I was having a great weekend until the very end, mate. <laughs> just just the last two games on Sunday just, just dampened my mood and kind of ruined it. It looked like I was in for a huge one and I was potentially going to leapfrog a few more people, but it was not to be. <laughs> and who ruined your weekend? Well, three people, mate. Three. One of them was Nick Dacos. Yeah. Who he does that. Touched on it. He the does st- that. Start of the pod. But this is probably a good way to segue into hogs and flogs. Maybe, maybe we'll start on flogs and I'll tell you who my flog was. Go. Ooh. Angus 
Brayshaw, six foot two and ninety two kilos. Boy, until I met you, I didn't know they could stack crap that high. <laughs> I hate you, Gus. Forty five. What is that, mate? How on earth can you sit in that defence with your stupid helmet on, not go anywhere near the ball? <laughs> Walk off the field Oh I just hate you mate You don't deserve To be an AFL player After efforts like that You should be in the twos At best Maybe even the threes mate You don't <laughs> Just get away From the subs Get away from the AFL And just Get Find the closest mirror Stare into your own eyes Just take a long hard look At yourself mate And do better You're gone from the subs This week But That's pathetic mate Absolutely pathetic. What is he even doing? Like, what's his role in that team? F*** all, man. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's literally playing as a lockdown defender. The, the, the thought process behind the pick, the start of the year, I was like, could get CBAs. If he doesn't get CBAs, he's going to be a ball user out of defense. Nah, neither. No CBAs, no ball use. I think he, I don't even know how many disposals he had, but it wasn't enough. And he, he took a big intercept mark at the start of the game. And I was like, he is on today. <laughs> and then just did nothing for the rest of the game. So Gus, you shit, mate. Also, Simon Goodwin, as a part of this Gus flog, you're also shit, mate. You're a bad coach. Switch things up. If you're getting creamed, you got an A-grade midfielder sitting in the back pocket playing lockdown defense. Get him in there. Yeah, stupid dog. Even the commentators were talking about it. It's like Melbourne are getting flogged. Why don't you get someone who is, you know, an A grader when he's in there? We Third know in the brown line. Yeah. yeah, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Um, he's not in my team, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I just yeah, I feel bad for you. you can't a primo should never be that bad. He is averaging forty five points less than Nick Dacos. Forty five points. Less, mate. He's scored 200, I think it's 222 points less on the year in five games. It is ridiculous. I can't, I'm, I, I, this is the last week we talk about it because he's out. He's, he's banished forever. <laughs> Who's your flog? My flog. All right. <clears throat> My flog is from the same game and it's Brody Grundy. I think the Rock Pig Batten has officially been passed on to English. I know... Absolutely. I know the, the, there's technically no baton, and once you have pig status, you have it. But we, we've talked about it before on our pigs podcast episode that we did right when we first started. Grundy is probably the least pig-like of all the pigs. By far. Yeah. He, um, his numbers are in line with a lot of other players who don't have pig status, like Jack McRae, some, some other players. Still. Anyway, that's, that's irrelevant stuff. The rock pig... Is no more, and he got obliterated in the actual game. Like he got smashed by Draper and Phillips. They scored five goals against Grundy. Yeah, he was running around like a headless chook. It was so whack. Like he got smashed in the hitouts too. Yep, they were taking contested marks over him. What? Like what was he doing? Even the um the commentators were giving him a bake. It's not good enough, and especially when. <sighs> I got him instead of English because I ran out of time with the wits trade. I talked about this last week. I'm trying to let go of it. I'm trying to be optimistic like I talked about in my fantasy proverbs. But Brody Grundy is my flog for this week. Yeah. I tell you what, it's funny the the difference in morale between the two of us. And I think that the points difference was only 12. But it's the Nick Dacos effect. I'm trying to tell you, mate. It's, it's the Nick Dacos effect combined with the Angus Brayshaw effect. <laughs> Wow, wow.
Anyway, who was your hog this week, mate? My hog. <laughs> On a, oh, okay, I don't want to know. My hog this week was Jordan Dawson. <laughs> You're just going to skip me like that. My hog this week was Jordan Dawson. I brought the big man in for a VC on Thursday night. He dropped a 133. It was my first captain score this year over 100 116, I believe. And it was fantastic. So that was a, a, a big way for the subs to bounce back. Shout out to Jordan Dawson for being the man. All right, let's get into our next segment. No, no, no. no. I need some time to pump up Nick Dacos. It's so funny how quickly it's flipped. It's gone from the most painful player to watch in the whole game like I could not watch Collingwood games we were hanging out the last two times Collingwood played the last two weekends and we both just like uh, head in our hands just so upset just feeling gross and it sets up your weekend just horribly and now it's just the most fun thing to watch I just love the guy just those dirty plus sixes at the end it's the best thing to watch my mood has skyrocketed it's the Nick Dacos effect. He gets my... He's my hog for this week. Mate, we say it every week, but it, how do you let someone run around at halfback and have 42 disposals on you in, in a loss? They lost the game. It's Maybe a, clamp him up. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to watch. Don't ever clamp the man up. Mate, it's utterly ridiculous. And every week, we, we, you know, we think there's going to be a new tag... It never comes. It never, ever, ever comes. And it's frustrating and I'm sick of it. He's the best second-year player ever. Easily. He's yeah. literally the goat of the AFL. He's the best <laughs> AFL player ever already. You can't touch him. You can't. Yeah. He's too fast to tag. He, yeah. Okay. Can we actually talk about it? Because you, Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Get, get into it. We, we were having a quick discussion about Nick Dacos because I was telling you that you have to get him in no matter what. It'll just... Make your life better. You'll be able to sleep at night. But he does cost over 900k now. So there's a serious discussion. It's the same discussion every week. It's like, oh, he's too expensive now. He's not going to keep it up. 923 costs. Well, you got guys like Laird who is literally cheaper than day cost now. It's hard to justify paying that much up for him. But yeah, averaging 118. So the thing is, teams have not been really running any tags and especially not any forward tags. On defenders. The other thing is Nick Dacos is such a versatile player that like as soon as a coach will match up someone on him in their like in the back line, uh, Collingwood will just throw him into the midfield, they'll throw him on the wing, even at half forward, and he just sprints around for handball receives. He sprints into space. He's so quick, no one can actually keep up with him when he actually gets on one of those little sprints. Like I see them try and keep up with him and shut down the plus six. He just runs so fast for a handball receive. He, he might genuinely be the best fantasy player we've ever seen. He, do, yeah. he doesn't tackle, but he doesn't even need to. Second-year player averaging 118. No, Ridiculous. No, t- no tackles required. But yeah, it's just he's just such a hard man to tag because you have to break his structure if you want your, you know, say like you want, a, you want Will Snelling to follow him the whole game and then he goes into the center bounce. Do you want Will Snelling in your center bounce rotation? No. So then all of a sudden you get one of your midfielders to match up on him or then he moves to the wing and then it's like you have to cook your your structure of your team just to follow Nick Dacos around. I don't think coaches are willing to do that. It has to be some sort of team effort and that's why he's just getting away with it. Well, I'm sick of saying that this is going to be the week he'll, he'll be tagged. So I'm not going to say it this week, but Brad Scott, this is a plea, mate. I <laughs> implore you to get do, on your so- knees. do something about this, mate. 
<laughs> Please don't let this man run around. I can't justify paying 923k for him now when this guy's literally 200k less than I'm keen on. I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm rolling without Dacos now, long term. It's locked in. Last week was the week, and I, I squandered my opportunity, and now it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to haunt me for the entire year. Yep. All right, well, let's move on. So we're going to get into our game reviews for this week, and we're going for a little bit of a different structure. We've been brainstorming different ways we can talk about what's going on with the game, and we've come up with this. So we're going to try it. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're just going to go game by game like we have been, and we're just going to talk about who was good, who was bad, and who was flat out ugly. So, do you want to lead us through this, the first game? All right. Oh, wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, usually we have a sting for this, and I just did it with my own mouth. (laughs) Sting it! (laughs) This is our Rob, our weekly Rob update. I'm not used to this. You didn't come in hot enough. I'm trying to be hot now. Was, Go. I wasn't ready because it's the first game of the round. But Rob this week scored an 89. Big man. Had a great game. 41 hitouts. Um, didn't have the biggest fantasy game, but just got it done. We love Rob. We, we love Rob. He's having a solid year. <laughs> besides last week. but That was so scuffed. I'm sorry. Adelaide's a good team. Rob's a good ruckman. Rob deserved better than that. All is right in the city of churches. <laughs> All right, go on. Who was good? Gun. <laughs> All right, okay. So good, e- easy one for me. Jordan Dawson, one hundred and thirty-three. Just played an awesome game. He's looking like a an absolute beast midfielder. Dropped a dropped a nice VC score for me. Dawson is so cool, man. I reckon maybe we should one day with our top fives go through top five coolest players in the league. I reckon Dawson is number one. He's just so sick. Look, he's not, but. You don't think so? He's not. The, he's not the coolest. I think he's so cool. Just the way he, he just has this cool like strut. He runs in a cool way. It has a great kick. It's such a weird. <laughs> it's such I a don't weird know. Thing I just think he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who is your good man? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other player that was really good in this game was Rory Laird, and he is a massive target now for me. He was huge in that first quarter. Sixteen disposals. Um, Man, low 900Ks for the guy who was the best player in the comp last year. I feel like he's just starting to hit his stride. Um, He's going to start tackling a bit more as the game slows down a little bit. I'm really keen on Laird. Um, It's it's the week to jump on, I reckon. Yeah, all right. My my bad was Pedler, Lukey Pedler. He was on 35 at quarter time. He he got there quickly, kicked a goal, was looking like he was going to drop a good rookie score. He scored 12 points for the rest of the game. What are you doing, mate? In a win, nonetheless. Couldn't believe it. Peddler, just lift, mate. We need more from you this week against the Hawks. If anything, those three quarters could put him in the ugly category. They could. Lucky for that first quarter. Anyway, the other bad player in this game that I'm nominating is Patrick Cripps. I think it's just a case of the the Brownlow Brownlow Blues. He's He's actually having a fine season, but yeah, just fantasy, you know. Whatever. Bit yeah. of a meh game. It actually happens to everyone. Everyone the year after they win the Brown Literally Lewis everyone. Has a yeah. huge drop-off. Yeah. Uh, the ugly for me was Hewitt. George Hewitt. I was keen on him in the preseason, and he just drop, is dropping bad score after bad score after bad score. He's getting cheap, but his CBAs have kind of been all over the place this year. 69s is not going to cut it, mate. I don't know what's going on there, but yuck. 
Could you put it down to injury? Yeah, well, yeah, he did get injured in the first game. I'm actually not sure what injury he's carrying, but he's clearly not at 100%. He's someone that you can, I think you can just keep on your watch list, but yeah, it's 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 an ugly year to date for, for Big George. Yeah, and the other ugly for this game, and I'm not even surprised at this point, is lucky Moo Moo Cowan, Poo Poo Cowan, with a big 39. The guy is incapable of going above 50. Um, and I guess a lot of us were relying on him this week with, you know, all the backline carnage that we had. It's funny. I actually put a poll on Twitter for about 30 seconds and it said, will Lockie Cowan score over 50 this week? And both the options were no. <laughs> and then he like quickly got us some points and I was like, oh God. So I, t- I deleted the poll and he scored 39. Oh, uh, mate. When, yeah, when people needed him, there, it was their hour of need. The big man stepped up and delivered a 39. So, Lockie Cowan, just, well, I don't know, mate. You're just bad. You're it's just bad. We say it every week. <laughs> you are bad. <laughs> Nothing more to say. All right, next game, Frio versus Gold Coast. Now, the good player that I'm going to nominate from this is Caleb Sarong. And this especially hurt me to watch because he was my big target all week. Oh. And I couldn't get him because of the Will Day thing. And I was hoping maybe... Like, if Will Day got one week, I would have held him and got Caleb Sarong. But two weeks and it got upheld. Couldn't get Sarong. And then I had to watch him drop a 125. It was massive. Yeah, but I just want to weigh in on this as well. Because Sarong was actually in my team on Friday. When I was choosing between Sarong, Bont, Josh Kelly, uh, Nick Dacos and Darcy Parrish. And of all those players, I chose Josh Kelly, the dog. But it hurt my soul to see Sarong's score ticking over and drop that 125. He's just having a huge breakout, like Darcy Parrish 2021 styles. Yep, it's frustrating. But yeah, he was awesome. He's not going to slow down. And we'll talk about him a little bit later with trade targets. But yeah, Sarong was great. Uh, my The other good from this game was Sean Darcy. He's just having a solid year. He's played one bad game, but he smashed Moyle in the rock. To be expected. Um, I think he dropped a 118 in the end. He's just having a, having a good year and was dominant. And his only bad game this season was actually when he wasn't in the rock. And it was only a half a footy. And then they switched it back and he had a good second half. So, man, Sean Darcy. He's a gun. All right. So, my bad for this week, and he'll probably continue to be bad in future weeks, is Hayden Young. The guy is not a fantasy player. If I was, I, I'm luckily not an owner. If I was an owner, I'd be looking to move him on ASAP because of like a proper dirty score is around the corner. He saved it. He saved it this week. Yeah, he's he's doing worse than his average, which is surprising to say the least. My- worse than his average? Ah, sorry, worse. He's than- doing his average, mate. <laughs> he is. He's averaging worse than what he was priced at to start. Yeah, with, yeah, is yeah. what I is what I meant. Uh, my bad from this game, and this could be an ugly. It's it's right on the borderline. Is Andy Brayshaw? He's getting cheap now. He dropped a 72. It was kind of funny as well. We were talking like midway through the game and I said that Andy's having a shit year and our friend Mark, who goes for Frio, proceeded to roast me about it and then Andy just dropped like the dirtiest, crappiest score. I don't know what's going on, but Sarong has clearly leapfrogged him in the midfield. Um, He's getting cheap though, so watch list. But yeah, Andy, gross. If you're an owner... I just I feel bad for you. You have to hold on though. You have to hold oh, strong. Hundred percent. There's no way you trade him out. It's Andy Brayshaw. Um, but yeah, the rest of us are licking our lips. All right. So the ugly for this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Who, oh. do you, who do you want to say? You can go first. Look, I, I I should probably take this because I was pumping him up as an option in the preseason by Jager O'Meara. <laughs> dropped a 44 and is just looking so far off <clears throat> AFL level at the moment. He's going to get dropped this week. Will Brody needs to be in the team above Jom. Jom is crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually crap at footy. Oh. His whole season has been super ugly and Frio did not get what they what they wanted from him. I've been saying it for years that Jago O'Meara is so overrated. Yeah. And he was getting such a pump up. He was like, oh man, I've got such big shoes to fill. Like, Monday. And he was like, oh You're man. doing a shit job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. Just, oh, I feel like I was so quiet in that preseason game. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get better and just... Got worse. Yeah. Got that, so much worse. That, that preseason game has been his best game for Rio. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. And the other ugly one... <laughs> Oh man, this is just funny, but it's moyle, moily. Retribution for the owners that got kissed with him last week. Thirty-four. It's disgusting. And I was, I was watching the game with one of my mates who had him on film. <laughs> it's his R two. Oh, it was so funny. He was like, "Oh, Moily, do something." Just did nothing for all, like not even hit outs. Just getting spanked, like fully. Straight up bullied by Darcy all game. Just pushed around, giving away free kicks. It was so hilarious, mate. Comedy. Absolute Shout- comedy. Shout out to JLo for not subbing out Sean Darcy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pretty funny. Um, let's move on to the next game. Richmond versus Sydney. <clears throat> now, first player I want to pump up that I think was really good was Tim Taranto. He's been getting it done this year. Shout out to him. He's never been my hog for any of the weeks, but he could... He deserves it, mate. He's been awesome. He does deserve Um, it. One thing I wanted to touch on with Taranto is it looks like he got his kicking license suspended this week. (laughs) He had 10 kicks and 24 handballs. And it was just the weirdest thing to watch because every time he'd get the ball, he'd just prop... Like, he'd stop and just look around to the closest player that he could just hand it off to. Like, whether it was a good option or not, he would always just stop running and just find the nearest handball. It was really weird. Um, yeah, it looked like he was very hesitant to <coughs> kick the ball. So, anyway. Yeah, shout out to Timmy, though. He's been awesome. The ton run is alive. Yep. Uh, the good for me in this game was Bakes, Liam Baker. He's having a fantastic year. If you take out the round one score, which, I mean, you know, he, he had the same role in round one. I don't know what was wrong. Richmond just didn't score very well, but he's putting up massive numbers. He's averaged 100, over 100 in the last four weeks. This was a career best game for him. He had 35 disposals, 122. He's been awesome. He's 728K now, so he's just getting expensive. But I reckon you could still do it this week as a target, and I'm strongly considering it. It's an awkward price now because he went up like 40-odd K, but Mm. he's been great. Like, just just what you touched on with that poor score, it's basically his only... Score. If you like factor in the preseason game as well, where he dropped a one twenty, I think he copped a small mm. injury last week for a seventy nine. Yeah, well. he, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw an injured, injured little tag on the on the AFL app next to him. I'm not sure what he did, but I think he's fine. Obviously, well, yeah, last week. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, round one was just a weird one. Like none of the Richmond defenders scored anything. Like Vossum was bad, Short was bad. Um, so you can you can almost like put a little asterisk next to that one and just say, you know, it was just one of those games. But as a whole, he's been awesome and he's still a pretty juicy price. Yeah, well, he's 200K less than Dacos and in the last four games, he's averaging, yeah, like 103 or something. So you could you could easily do it. That's why I'm considering it. 
All right. So one of the players who was bad this week was Luke Parker. And he was really bad. He actually junked it up to get to his 60-odd. Um, at one point, it was it was like halftime or something like that. He was the lowest scoring player on the ground. Wow. And I was just like, I was thinking, has Luke Parker at any point in his career been the lowest scoring player <laughs> on ground when he's not injured? I can't think of a time where he would have been. Luckily, he, yeah, he junked it up to a 60, but it could have been a disgusting score. Anyway, Luke Parker was bad. He missed out on DPP because I know he's been he's been in the mids like a fair bit, but also playing a bit in the forward line, kind of like last year where he managed to snag forward status, but he didn't get it this time around. So he's kind of irrelevant until he does. The bad for me this week is Callum Mills. He's having a weird year. He's averaging 91. He scored a 91, which is not bad, but he's just playing in defense. He's been moved out of the midfield. He had zero CBAs, I believe. Yeah. It's it's a weird one because last year we know how good he was. He showed a massive ceiling and, and some consistency, and he's getting cheap. So, again, it's another guy for your watch list, but you need to see some, some mid-minutes to jump on him and really just a form reversal. It's weird because... Uh, it's hard to see him really getting bulk mid-time. They just have too many midfielders. Like, I think the most he could get up to would maybe be 40 or 50%. Like, Rowbottom, um, Warner, Goulden, all those guys, they demand mid-minutes. And they're, you know, they don't play as well in the other roles. And Mills is so versatile. He's always just going to be that team player that just goes where, wherever he's needed, you know? So he might be one of those guys that just teases us all year but never comes good, you know? That's just what I'm thinking. I don't think he's relevant unless he gets DPP. But let's move on. Who was ugly this week, cuz? <laughs> well, Jack Rewalt loves his woman every day of the month. <laughs> the big man got split open and had blood <laughs> pouring down what his What are you face. saying? I don't get what you're referencing. You wouldn't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to explain it or no? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, PG for the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got busted open and had blood pouring down his face. I don't know if you saw the photo on Twitter, but the, the amount of staples that he had it was looking it was looking bad. Man. <laughs> it was concerning. So not not for scoring prowess or anything like that, but just straight up looks ugly for just f- having your face mashed in. Jack Raywalt was ugly this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my other ugly for this game was Samson Ryan. He played flat out so badly. He was dropping marks. He just did not look up to the level. Um, yeah, 51 is not the worst score, but we know what he's capable of. Um, it was pretty bad. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> yep. Nice and quick. The next game is Lions versus North Melbourne. And I'm going to give a quick pump up to Ashcroft, who was really good this week. Solid um, rookie. Mate, very solid. He looked great. Looked phenomenal. There's nothing else to say. It just deserves a bit of a pump up. Well, the, the good for me this week is Lockie Neal. Um, he looked like he was going to drop a monster score, like a 150 or something. He really slowed down, but best score of the year. He looked awesome in this game. He's gotten himself nice and cheap. You can definitely jump on if, if you're keen. All right. And um, my bad for this game. Bit of a weird one because he turned up but I'm giving it to Dunks because he had the perfect opportunity to drop an absolute monster just to junk it up and to cash in on a terrible opposition. And he just didn't. 
He was on track as well. He was on like 66 at halftime or something. Yeah. He was in the 60s. He had a 36-point second half. Yuck. It's terrible, mate. He's just not junky this year. No. And it's just not... It's not the dunks that we know and love, you know? The old dunks just would take any opportunity to just rack up points. He was pig-like. And this is not pig-like dunks, and I'm not about it. So he gets my bad for this week. Yeah. Deserved. Well deserved. Uh, My bad for this week in this game is LDU... He just dropped a 76 and was very plain. That's two bad scores in a row for LDU. And the week before that was was a laid out. So if you're an LDU owner, and you have been since the start of the year, you would be flat, mate. <laughs> you would be. Um, <clears throat> all right. Ugly, and I'm going to call this one <laughs> pretty ugly, is Darcy Tucker. And I feel like you need to apologize for this one, for no. pumping him up so hard last week. Darcy Tucker needs to apologize for giving three frees against away in the last quarter in a row, mate. He got run down twice and then threw the ball. <laughs> he he got- could have easily gotten to a good score. He was on 55 and I was like, yeah, like another two plus sixes, you know, gets himself to like a high 60s for his price. That's solid. Like you have, fine. Yeah. you're having him there instead of a rookie. That's fine. And then, yeah, three frees against it. <laughs> it was it was terrible. How do you do that? Wil, Wilmot caught him both times as well, which was so fun. Shout out to Wilmot. Yeah. He, he got he, it done. He clutched up for a lot of coaches this yeah. week. But yeah, minus, <laughs> minus nine for Tucker in the last like three minutes of the game is just not how you want to end it. Uh, I convinced one of our mates to get him in as well. And <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Bryson, if, you, if you're listening, mate. Tucker will be better next week if he holds his spot. He is now a chance he to get might dropped, not. which is concerning. <laughs> but, yeah, not not good. Okay, the ugly for me in this game is humor gluggage. What is going on? He has a higher score of 78 this year. <laughs> a higher <laughs> score of 78. <laughs> this is like an all-time fall from grace. He was a legit primo last year and is now like a, just a horrible, horrible... Horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say horrible any more times? Yes. When it comes to Clug, mate, I, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. If you started with him in Classic, not many people did, but geez, you would be upset. You would be very upset, yeah. Just because he's so unique as well. It would hurt. Hurt a lot. Um, but he's getting to a juicy price. Oh, nah. He's, no. he's scoring too badly that you just couldn't even <laughs> jump on. He's a horrible, horrible person, isn't he? He is, mate. He's just a shit bloke. <clears throat> yep. All right. So next game is Essendon versus Melbourne. Now, I'm going to say one of the good things about this game, I can't give him a straight up good, was Oliver's last quarter. Massive. This is exactly what you want to see from your primos. Just like never give up. Just smashing it till the final sign. He had 20 disposals in the last quarter. 53 points. What a beast. That is so good. That is why he has the mantle of the best fantasy player at the moment. Because he does things like that. He does not give up. He got tagged so hard in that first half. Well, yeah. Just... Setters was clamping him up. He that That is genuine pig behavior. Oliver is this year on track. More so than Laird last year. For, because he's done it straight off the bat. And then did something like this. 40 disposals, basically. Well, I think it was 40 disposals in the end. With a tag. I think it was 41. 42. That is ridiculous behavior. If you're a Clary owner, you, sh- you just would be on top of the world right now. He had two disposals at quarter time as well. He Nuts. just got it done. Twenty. What a beast. 20 disposals in a quarter after a tag. I can't believe it. Yeah. 
The other good thing from this game was Zeret just had a massive game. Um, we're not on speaking terms at the moment, me and Zeret. Yeah, well, we you you can you can touch on this more then. But he was he was good, scored well. Unfortunately, though, he will not be there next week. He was ugly for me. I want to put him in the ugly camp. <laughs> so a bit of context. Um, Zach Merritt is my M1. I got him as a cheeky unique like three weeks ago for McRae. And he's been solid. Like scores, great. Great scores. And then he dumped someone in a tackle with like five minutes to go when the game was over. Right what are you doing? The and the free kick, like play had already been stopped. Like he gave away a free kick for high. I was like, all right, good one, mate. Just minus three. And then he tries to tackle a second time on the same player after the after the umpire's blown his whistle, dumps him in a tackle. Dangerous. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. What an idiot. Uh, yeah, he's been suspended for one game, and I'm calling it ugly. This this tackling stuff is really getting out of hand <laughs> at the moment. Like, the MRO is frustratingly inconsistent. But the rules are also pretty clear. If you slam or sling someone, you're going to get suspended. Don't do it. It's easy to tackle and just drop your weight and not wrap, like, wrap someone up and throw them or sling them. Just stop doing it. Players, don't. Don't. <laughs> It's just frustrating as an owner because I've got Tom Green who did the same thing, which we will we'll, we'll touch on more. But Zeret this week, day last week, like boys, just tackle better, please. It's more reason to get Nick Dacos into your teammate because he, he hates a tackle. He doesn't tackle. He doesn't need to. <laughs> He's safe. He's safe from the MRO antics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> bad for this game. I touched on it in my flogs. Brody Grundy was terrible. He got minced. He got destroyed in the ruck. I'm hoping for a bounce back because Gorn is like one week away. That was that was the type of one-sided behavior that you expect from like Grundy versus West Coast last week. Like that's what you expect Grundy to do to people, not to have done to him. Yeah. Ridiculous. It was his birthday as well. What are you doing? Yeah, we, we, we were both talking through the week saying, yeah, Grundy's going to be massive on his birthday. He scored well against Essendon it's last year. It's in the wet. There's going to yeah. be lots of contests. All the, all the pins lined up for him to, to get a strike, and he just straight down the gutter, mate. It was disgusting. The bad for me this week was Cozzy Pickett. Um, it's a bit of an interesting one because a lot of people were keen. I saw people bringing him in on Twitter, other other. Content creators were giving him a pump up, and we were both sort of in the same boat that yeah, he could be a good option, but um, you know he doesn't really have any form as a fantasy player. He just had that real good score in round one, and then had seven scoring shots against West Coast. But he crashed down to earth this week with his with his sixty. I think that's probably more in line with what you can expect from him for the season. How many CBAs did he end up having? I could not tell. I'm you. looking now. Three. Yeah, there you go. Not enough. I think even if those numbers go up to what they were sort of in, the, in his first two games this year, I just can't really see him being a great option. Maybe he could average around 80, but even that feels very generous. <clears throat> it's really weird. He's He's been at the first bounce for the last two weeks in a row since coming back from his suspension. So he's in there and then he just doesn't go back. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, because like by the looks of things, they wanted him to be in that kind of like Tom Papley, Jake Stringer... You know, that explosive just, forward that is in the bounce, tries to get a clearance, and then just sprints into the forward line. But no, nah, just the first bounce. That's all Goody wants him for. Weird, weird behavior from the coach. But it is. anyway. Goody is a flog. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And um, <clears throat> I touched on my ugly for this week, Zach Merritt, for that game. Um, shout out to Jason Van Royen. 
Also very ugly. I had him on field for a 29. Actually, yeah, I, th- this deserves a bit more of a talk because he just played, yeah, this is nowhere near it. I can't believe I fielded him. All the other options were so much better. Well, he's, he's not getting any duties for me from here on out. He's getting dropped. As, well, as soon as Gorn is back, yeah. Which could be this week. Could be this week. We're praying. We're praying to the injury and the fantasy gods. Just hold Gorn off for one more week, please. <laughs> the injury gods. <laughs> Just got a little bit of, oh, yeah, the knee's still feeling a bit ginger just for one more week so Grundy can ruck, solo ruck against Richmond. And then JVR can hold his spot yep. in the team for you. We'll have to go do a rain dance after this, cuz. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about my ugly from this game anymore. I'm sick of saying his name on the pod. Every week I've discussed this man. He he's, Round one, 90. Round two, 80. Round three, 70. Round four, 60. Round five, he surpassed 50 and dropped a 40. Gus, get it together, mate. I'm stuck. I can't even. <laughs> it's exponential I how bad he's getting. I can't believe it. It's utterly ridiculous how how quickly this has just gone very badly. Yeah. This has turned from like an, oh, you know, slightly fouled primo into like an absolute nightmare and p- yeah. possibly the worst primo pick I've ever made in fantasy yeah. in my yeah. 10 years <laughs> of fantasy playing. This is the worst one. There is no more hot and cold player than Gus Brayshaw in the whole game. Mate, his, none. His fantasy wise, averages year to year are just the most out of whack, crazy, unpredictable stuff. It's like he's he's like a primo defender, and then he is a lockdown defender who can't do anything. He's a primo mid, and then he sits on a wing and he can't do anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't even I, I don't know know what to make of it. I last also, year, last year was the anomaly, I reckon, with Gus. Well, he yeah. looks so cooked. I don't think I don't think he's coming good unless he gets mid time. He's had two elite seasons as an AFL player and like six just absolute dog shit ones. I own him in keeper too, which is super frustrating. <laughs> I just don't want to see his face anymore. Uh yeah, it's gonna feel good to trade this week. Yep. <clears throat> All right, one one final shout out for an ugly <laughs> Menzi, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> he scored nine points in a full game of footy. Three frees against. Yuck. Terrible. There were some people on Twitter that I saw that fielded him and just condolences. That no one should go through that. Yeah, that is no nine points. Single digits. Uh, yeah, that's all time. Single dad. digits. You can score more than nine points in a single play. Man, I'm I'm like twenty five kilos overweight and I reckon I'm a hot chance to have more impact <laughs> in the AFL game than he had. <laughs> Anyway, less Gi- fr- Gi- Menzi, that's ugly. Less freeze against at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Port versus Western Bulldogs. Um, the first on the good list is just the new rock pick, Tim, Tim English. Biggest miss for me of the season. It was only 100K more than wits, and it hurt so much to watch him play. There's always players like this every year that get away from you, but this one really stings because I was close to doing it. And he kind of bucked the trend of like, don't pick players with interrupted preseasons. I feel like I did all the right things. It's like, man, he's had an interrupted preseason. He's got a hard draw coming up. It feels like he overperformed at the start of last year because he like he slowed down when he came back. Nah. He's also really the only like big dog who's lived up to the price tag this year. Clary did too, but Clary wasn't really like a standout in the mids. English was clearly the best ruck, but you know, I know. We both didn't want to pay that much for him, thinking maybe Wits, Wits could have not not really a similar impact, but could justify his price tag a bit more than English. But English has just taken it to another level again. 
and is legitimately looking like a pig. So he's unstoppable. He's so good. Anyway, well, I I, th- I think he's the new set and forget. Next year he'll be yeah. locked into my starting 100%, team. Yeah. Um, my yeah. Uh, my good for this game is Connor Rosie. This is actually an interesting one because he was on 40 at halftime with 63% tog. And I was like, what is going on? He must be sick or something. And then in the second half, his tog, he played like over 90%. Got his tog to, I think, 77 overall and dropped to 108. He saved his game. And that is the type of behavior that we love to see. So shout out to Connor Rosie. Mm-hmm. All right. Next player in the bad category is, is um, Jason Horn Francis. And we discussed potentially <laughs> having a weekly JHF check-in because he's, <laughs> he's a player that we've never rated for fantasy. But it just feels wrong this week after Ken Hinckley's comments about all the bullying of <laughs> JHF online. <laughs> it's just wrong. But he, he, he's got a 67. He was bad. Let's move on. <laughs> Oh, all right, my bad for this week was McRae. He's just having a, a poor year by his standards. I'm very glad that we both traded. He's not an uber primo mid anymore, but as a forward, if he gets DPP in the next round of additions, because obviously he missed out in this round of additions, he would be relevant. But yeah, he's just kind of floundering around, averaging low 90s in the midfield and is just irrelevant. Straight up irrelevant. It sucks. It, it, it's hard to see actually. As someone who's just fantasy great, basically. Yeah, one of the all-time all-time great, <laughs> and he still should be in his prime. Like he's, he's still a good player. He's just not getting the role that you'd want to see. And he's what twenty-eight, maybe? Oh, I think he's twenty-nine. But yeah, you know, he he's <clears throat> in his AFL prime in terms of like age. Um, this is going to be his first year averaging under hundred. I think since like 2016, 2015. Crazy, crazy times. Anyway, Jack McRae was bad. Who was ugly? Scott Lysett was ugly. Of course he was. Yep. Maybe we should maybe we should change our JHF check-in to, to a Lysett check-in. <laughs> check-in. I yeah. rate it. I rate I, it. I rate it too. All right, because he got subbed out at halftime because he sucks. Absolute, just sucks. He is bad. I wish he was good in the preseason game so that more people people jumped him. on. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. the ugly for me in this game is Bailey Dale. He's having. The most up and down year. He dropped a, f- a score in the 40s this week. That's crap. That's <laughs> so bad, mate. He's a yo-yo, mate. He's supposed to be like an elite half back. He's been an all-Australian there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He's a weird He's a weird player. From a fantasy standpoint, he's a guy that you just would never touch in classic. No. No way. Anyway, next game. Giants versus Hawks. And uh, straight off the bat... The Warpedo, mate. What a gun. I love the Warpedo. He repaid the faith. Um, he got a little bit lucky with this whole Will Day thing. He was the beneficiary of all that going down. But, but mate, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It could have been more as well. He loves he loves to give away a free kick. I think he had three or four frees against in the game. He got caught holding the ball a couple of times early on. Man, he looked good. He looked really good. Maybe it was also partly because it was a small ground... Pretty contested game. Like that's that's his bread and butter, you know. Yeah. None of this big like open MCG business. It's just in tight, getting lots of tackles, whacking it on the boot. It's just what he does. It was great to see that from Orp. So he had thirty-five touches and seven tackles. Like it's you know that game was an indicator that yeah maybe he can actually get back to his best footy and still be an elite AFL player. 
it was it was awesome to see. So yeah, shout out to Warps, especially because he was bad two weeks in a row, and we were kind of stressed that he could be an immediate trade. But massive game, the good for me in, in this game. There's actually two. Cogs deserves a shout out because you know he was solid and he bounced back from a, a poor two weeks. But the guy that I really want to talk about is Fergus Green, ASAP Ferg. He's on a new level. <laughs> the big man dropped a 75. I saw Holland's 49 on my bench. I, I, I played the E with a lot of people this week. I saw Peddler's 47. I was like, you know what? My, my boy Ferg, I reckon he's got it this week. And he stepped up to the plate and he knocked it out of the park. <laughs> It was so good to watch. He kicked three snags, just got amongst it. Ferg, you are a beautiful man, mate, and you just deserve a lot of love this week. Yeah, what a guy. Fergalicious. All right. <clears throat> now, who was bad this week? Finn Callahan was bad this week, as just to be expected from a second-year winger. It was just never... He was never going to be a good pick. Um, I'm just straight up saying it. He saved it as well. It was looking ugly... But he got himself to a 60. It's it's a passable score for someone at his price. But you'd want to move on him soon because I think a 40 is genuinely around the corner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another one. He's just been disappointing. My bad from this game is Sam Mitchell for making McKenzie the sub. Cooked his cash in. His BE is all the way up now. He's basically dead in the water as a rookie in fantasy terms. It's just super frustrating. He came on, he scored 20 in like 36% tog. Sam Mitchell, mate, just don't just don't make fantasy-relevant players the sub. Just don't do it, please. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Who was ugly? Sick dog was ugly this week. Two weeks in a row that he's been really bad. Really, really bad. And you'd be flat if you're an owner. Because both of us, <laughs> two weeks ago, you almost got him I for did. over 900k. <laughs> And this week, I was like, man, I don't like the defender options too much. I already had Dawson. I was like, maybe Sick Dog, you know, he'll, he'll be a top three. I just don't think so anymore. He's just, he's dropped off the face of the earth. Kickins have gone? Yeah. He oh, a, he had a couple. He I had a he couple. Had, I'm pretty sure he had one and Hardwick had 11. <laughs> what? Yeah, some, something, yeah wow, okay. something ridiculous. He hasn't, like he hasn't been getting them in previous weeks either, though. Yeah. But he's been getting a lot of plus sixes from the kick in. You just you just expect him to get more. Yeah. Um, the ugly for me. There's, there's actually two in this game. It's a similar thing. Tom Green, just don't do stupid tackles, mate. I don't like. That, I don't even know what to say. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> just a big sling. We're still waiting on uh, MRO news. I'm praying that he got off because I I can't actually remember who he tackled, but he landed on his back. And yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell from the vision, but it sort of looks like it's shoulder, maybe head. Like, it, yeah. it's it's really hard to tell, but it's. I think the sling itself is probably enough for him to be suspended. A week, yeah. yeah. I said, when I initially saw it, I, I, saw it, I thought two weeks just for, you know. Just with how strict they've been, if yeah, they're like, going to be consistent. The precedent that's been set, yeah, like you said, if you want to be consistent, you kind of just... Have to ping him for a couple, but yeah, the inconsistency of the MRO has given me some hope. Um, but my real ugly from this game, I mentioned it before, all the primos I could have brought in, all the players I was looking at, I chose the one who scored 79 against Hawthorne, who he averages 117 against. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I said to myself, all right, I reckon if Finn McGuinness plays, 
he's going to tag Josh Kelly. Finn McGuinness was dropped. I was like, Kelly is going to go huge on, I think, his favorite team up until this weekend. 79 is absolutely disgusting, mate. That's a crap effort. I'm frustrated. I could have grabbed Sarong. I could have grabbed Dacos. I grabbed Josh Kelly, who I thought was going to be 110 plus. And I don't know now. If you can't score on Hawthorne, who can you score on? Tell me. It's a serious. <laughs> who did he score one twenty six on? Carlton. He can score one twenty six on Carlton, but not Hawthorne, who are probably the easiest team in the AFL to score on. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. I, I don't know. I put it down to an anomaly. Weird ground. Weird game. He was on track. He just had a very quiet half. It happens. I still think he'll be fine. He has the role. He will be fine, cuz. You just got to be patient with it. Yeah. All it right. sucks because I'm an owner too. So it hurt. It hurt me, and I almost captained him. It just hurt because of how how well Dacos and Sarong scored, really. But well, I was trying to tell. So <laughs> we had discussions all week about what mid primo for you to bring in. Who were your options again? Well, I, so I was still considering Dacos because I had the DPP link, but mainly the three I was choosing between were Sarong, uh, Darcy Parish, and Josh Kelly. And Josh Kelly, I faded last minute to start the year, which ended up being a good call because of the concussion. But he had two great games in a row. And I was like, yeah, Kelly's on this year. He's going to go back to his uber primo ways. And I wasn't fully sold on Sarong. And I just made a big mistake. Do you remember what I kept telling you? Yes, I do, mate. You said <laughs> Sarong is the chosen one. I said it. Sarong is the chosen one. And I stood by <laughs> it. And you were like, yeah, but Kelly is this. And I just kept bumping the message. I didn't even say anything back. I just said, Sarong is the chosen one. Frustra- and it's true, mate. It's, it sucks because you think, like, in my mind, I was like, yeah, Sarong is probably going to pop. I wasn't fully sold, but I was like, pay up and do the safe thing. Get the safe option. Kelly, like, spreads for plus sixes. He tackles. He racks up. Normally, he doesn't get any attention. And he just dropped a crap score. Just a general bad bad game. Frustrating stuff. But yeah, it was anyway. bad. All right, West Coast, West Coast v. Geelong. Oh, Yes, we skipped one, didn't we? We did, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, West Coast versus Geelong. Stu was good. Stu was great on debut for me. Um, man, he yeah he gets amongst it when it's back there, but West Coast just could not get it forward. Their midfield is so hopeless. Um, yeah, he was on he was on track at halftime. I think he was on sixty one, scraped to a ninety eight, but still good score for his price. I'm happy. Yeah, it was nice to get some vindication for the pick last week because he was bad last week. But yeah, shout out to Stu. He should, he should be a 95 guy in defense. Yeah, he's about to go on a massive run of games at home. He's still a good buy. Anyway, go on. Uh, my good from this game is Tim Kelly. Um, he's getting a bit expensive now, but he's having a great year. He's averaging 100. It's probably actually his best year in the system. It, it, it definitely is stats-wise anyway. Um, we, we flagged last year that he could he could be a player, but he's... Uh, sorry, last week that he could be a player, but he's just getting a bit, a bit too expensive now, but... Great game, Tim Kelly. It's good to see him playing well for West Coast. Just on Tim Kelly quickly, for anyone considering it, you could, but you have to you have to look at your team and say, do I want Tim Kelly <laughs> for like 19 more rounds? You know? Like, it's still... Uh, I mean, I guess he doesn't have to be there for 19 rounds, but it's just he's bound to drop like an absolute stinker at some point. Yeah. Well, and you'll, ha- you'll have to wear that knowing that... You know, he was that risky player and he always does have low games. Yeah, and he's priced near guys like Neil Anderson, LDU now. You just wouldn't pick Kelly over those guys. Yeah, but surely not. He is playing well. Yeah. All right, so Jaden Hunt was... I don't even... I don't want to say bad, 
because he's he's priced pretty cheaply, but a 60, a 60 can get you in that category. Um, but, man, he yeah, he saved it to a score that you could be like, yeah, that's fine. If um, you, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I just cut you off. No, 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 go. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if you started with him, you'd be, you know, fine with that score. More than happy because he's had such a solid season. But if you brought him in this week, you would be, you'd be a bit flat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, my bad from this game is Simo just, just subbing out Jinbi. He did, he did flag that Jinbi was going to get managed um, in some way. But he, he also said that, you know, it was more about managing through the week and with their training loads. And then he subs him out when he's actually having a good game and looked like he was going to drop a 70. So that was pretty frustrating. Simo, you're, you're just a bit of a dog this week, mate. Well, I, I see <laughs> the other side of it. The fact that he missed the second half might mean that he actually plays next week as opposed to him playing all of this round and then like taking all of next week off, which would just be a pain in the ass for my team if he did. I, honestly, I would prefer it that way because now his cash gen's kind of stunted. He's probably maxed out or close to maxed out. Um, because of the because of the two bad scores in a row. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Fair point. All right, ugly. Mitch Duncan was terrible. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I think people did it just for the sake of being unique last week as their options for Doc. Oh, man, yeah. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, the days of Duncan being a legit fantasy option are... Are well and truly done and dusted. He was great last week in his return. He's he's been a fantasy stud for years and years, but he's just too old now, and he plays for Geelong. You wouldn't go anywhere near it in classic. For me, the ugly is Jack Bowes, a guy who we all saw so much potential in this year, is really just not living up to the hype at the moment. It's you know he's not playing the role that we thought he would play, but scores in the forties. Come on, mate, you're better than that. That's that's just poor. Really, really bad. He's He was getting some kick-ins as well. Uh, yeah. Strange. Strange stuff. Anyway, let's move on from that game to Collingwood versus Saints. And the good for me, I'm going to say it again just to rub it in your face. I have Nick Dacos in my team and you don't. And he was great. Yeah. The difference between Dacos and Gus was 91 points. <laughs> Over 200 overall. That is, that is yeah, I would be in the top 1K. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that the, those small decisions that you see those coaches that are dropping huge scores and that are ranked in like the top 100 even and you think that one, two, two, one or two decisions are the difference between you and them it's yeah. crazy it's um, crazy how much that can eat away at your soul yeah it's it's gonna be good to get get rid of Gus mate <laughs> <laughs> that was so so defeated oh okay the good the good for me in this game Ron Marshall um after round one, or since round one, he's been phenomenal. He's just keeps dropping good scores, and he's doing exactly what we thought. So, stuff like this is what we what we love to see from Big Romar. Yeah, he's getting going now. He's a stud. Brad Crouch, also cheeky shout out to him. He's been awesome. Absolute. Stud. I kind of wish I got him over Merritt two weeks ago because man, he's just been great, and he's going to continue to be great. It's one of those picks that you know people aren't going to jump on as well. Like it because, because they still it, won't. Yeah, there's so many mid primos around. Like you're not going to be unique. Well, most coaches aren't going to be unique just for the sake of uniqueness, really. But Crouch is such a naughty pick. I'd love to have him in my team. Maybe one one day, one week this year, he'll he'll find his way into the subs. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, Stocker was bad. He gets my nomination for this game. Um, and 
possibly going to miss a week, right? Yeah, I didn't actually see it, but there was heaps of talk on Twitter about him him being a bit of a silly man, and I, th- I think it was the same thing. It was a, it was a silly tackle. So, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. All right. My bad for this game. I've pumped him up a lot this year, so it's only fair that I knock him down a peg when he's bad. Seb Ross, 72. That's just not going to cut it. His average has dropped, dropped down again now. and Yeah, uh, he's just probably he's probably not a classic option. No, nah, not with Steele coming back. Yeah, definitely not with Steele coming back. It's a, it's kind of a shame because it would have been good to see the best of Seb Ross again, but we have we have in in some games this year, but yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I think you were probably the only coach considering it anyway. Well, <laughs> I don't think anyone else is very flat about it. I just want to I just want to flag this on the pod because a couple of my pod merchants picks have absolutely flopped, and I don't want to be the guy who just recommends good players to everyone and is like, all right, yeah, Josh Kelly's unique, get him. Brad Crouch is unique, get him. Obviously, these guys are gonna are gonna pop and be massive. I try to find value for the community. <laughs> guys like Tucker and a guy who would have been my pod merchant this week, except we're not doing the segment. JJ, guys who are cheap and can pop. Like Seb Ross, when I was keen on him, was in the seven hundred k's. Hasn't been a good pick, but it's it's what you got to do. Hey, I was keen on Oscar Allen to start the year. He's averaging seventy nine. It's true. Jaden Hunt. I reckon I was the only man in the country who was keen on Jaden Hunt at one point. <laughs> Jaden Hunt at one point. <laughs> and that's been an awesome pick. So, <laughs> did you say what I think you said? Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> I did to bleep that, man. No, it was, it was an accident. It's, it's not necessary. <laughs> but you win some, you lose some. That's the point. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep recommending these guys. Yeah, don't people. stop. Don't stop being you keeps. I won't, mate. Thanks that's for That's what makes you special. Maybe that should have been your fantasy philosophy <clears throat> at the start of the pod. <laughs> Okay, ugly, 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 ugly. Caminiti. He, yeah, he kicked two goals and still only scored 38. And he also whacked someone. He also did that, yeah. He's probably going to get rubbed out for a week or two. He is definitely going to get rubbed out. Um, Yeah, bad. But this is another guy that I was really keen on who's flopped horribly for my ugly butt. Taylor Adams, I don't know what... Another on, one of your pod merchants. I don't know what on earth is going on with Taylor Adams, but he's cooked. He's averaging 67. I can't believe it. I traded for him in Keeper, which is frustrating, but this is not a Keeper podcast. It's a classic podcast. He's cooked. You know, you know what he was on at quarter time? We might have to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure he was on 39 at quarter time. Let me check that. You keep keep riffing, I'll check it. And I th- what did he end on? Because it 15, was... 59. Yeah, what was he on at quarter time? 35. 35, there you go. 24 points in the last three quarters. It's weird because he, he, he seems to do this every week. He has like a real hot patch in the game and then does absolutely nothing for the rest of the time. It's so strange. So strange. Does he get any CBAs anymore? Yeah. I, I haven't been watching him at all. Yeah, he's still... Wow, he had heaps. Yeah, he's still in the mix, but he's just not a fantasy player. I think part of it is Collingwood's game style. He had more than Titch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think part of it is his game is Collingwood's game style, but the other part of it is he's just bad now, apparently. Out of He's turned from an uber primo into just a bad just a bad player. Wow, okay, I'm looking at... The, not uh, a bad player, but a bad fantasy option. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats. He had 18 CBAs, and his TOG was 89%. <laughs> Ridiculous for a f- crazy 59. Just full, like full-time mid dropped to 59 after a hot start. Weird. Weird. Anyway, that wraps up our good, the bad, and the ugly for this week. 
Um, let us know if you liked this way of reviewing the games and just, you know, at <laughs> the Cousins Pod. Yeah, there it is. Oh, you reversed it. I wasn't ready for that. I did. I didn't think you would be, mate. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let us know at the Cousins Pod, which is our Twitter. Let us know if you liked the new segment. All right. So we're going to move on to our final segment for today. And we're hitting you with our top five again. We did it last week, our top five trade targets. And we're going to do it again because it's kind of that that time of the season, the upgrade season. So we're going to hit you with our top five value options to bring into your team this week. Cabes, why don't you kick us off with right. number one? Right, number so one target. Number one target. This one is very obvious, but Rory Laird has plummeted in price. He's gotten himself nice and cheap. He's just come off a of 118 where he was... Very, very, very good against Carlton. Um, there's not much else to say. He really is just. I think he's going to be a 110 plus at least for the rest of the year still, and he's priced down in the low 900s now. So, Rory Laird, get on at, as fast as you can. Yeah, he's an extra like captain or VC option yep. as well. Just yeah, top player from last year. Going to start tackling more. Yeah, it's the perfect week to jump on. He slowed down. Um, he was on. He was looking like he was going to drop a huge score, but I think that's a blessing for us non-owners. Absolutely, get, get him even cheaper. All right, number two on our top five trade targets is Caleb Sarong. Now he's been flagged as a target for probably three weeks straight now um, from a lot of content creators, but I, th- I still think he's a good buy. I actually genuinely think he's going into Uber Primo territory this week. He's been putting up Uber Primo numbers. Now check this out. So, this year, his CBAs have gone, or this week, his CBAs were at 94%. That's huge. 94%. From last year, he was at 65%. And his TOG has gone from, last year, it was at 75% to 85% this year, which is just amazing to see for me because last year, I used to think that he wasn't like a super fit player or something like that, but I just think it's the way that JL... Managed his rotations last year. Yeah, but young player coming now, up. Now that I've been looking at like the the tracker, like the Telstra tracker, is yep. that what it is? Yeah, that tracks the running. He covers the most distance in every game. He runs so much. He's so fit, like more than Andy in every game. It's just been a genuine shock. He's, he's going at 85% tog. He tackles hard. He gets enough junk. Just that can be the cherry on top. He's second in line for attention. He's just like, he's going to be a fully fledged uber primo this year he's just going to keep going i reckon and he's still under 900k so i think he's a great buy still i agree with everything you just said except the attention i think he's first in line now potentially i I think he's freya's best player yeah he has he certainly has been this year and the impact that he's having on you know both ends is just crazy he's he's having a, a massive breakout it's you know parish 2021 levels he's just sort of had that had that low score in round one with the with the attention that he copped and then has just been massive since then. So yeah, you could you could make that argument, but coaches are unpredictable. All right, so number three on our top five trade targets list is Tom Stewart. This one speaks for itself. He is pretty comfortably a top eight defender. I think he's about to go on a run of games at home, which we know he averages a lot at. Um, he has actually that he has that interesting buy that it's only um, Geelong and Gold Coast that have. Super handy. It's super handy because I think he'll probably be our only backline player that has that buy. Um, yeah, and there just aren't many players in the whole game that has that. So he'll play through all the other ones. Um, he's at 730K, which is cheap for Tom Stewart. 
just jump on. It's a it's a good buy. All right, our number four option is Jason Johannesson. This is an interesting one. So he played round one, dropped a 28 as a forward, got dropped, came back in for round three, and has gone back to halfback, which we know he can score at. Since then, he's gone 69, 81, 98, and the 98 that he scored on the weekend, weekend against Port was probably his best game in the AFL for three or four years. It's been a while, but it's because he's been played as that forward, which he's just not suited to that role. Um, we know what he's done as a rebounding halfback in the past. He's averaged 77, 93, 76, 76, 78, and 82 in the past. So at his price, 492K, he could easily be 75 plus. He's just such a juicy option for me. Um, that three-round average of those last three games since he's come back in is an 82. So for me, Gus to him is over 200K. It makes um, I'm just so so keen on JJ this week. I like it as a rookie swap because it gets well, obviously a rookie off your field, and the difference between a rookie that can drop like a forty, you know, all the rookies are dropping forties like every second week, um, and we saw a massive drop off in all of them this week to someone who you know could average anywhere between seventy five and eighty five. Eighty five yeah. can drop ninety plus. Like we've seen the coaches that have had Jaden Hunt in their team, how much of a leg up they've had just having one less problem at D6. Man, JJ could be that guy. He now has deaf forward status, which is super handy for the buyers. Um, I think it could be a great pick, you know, in the 400Ks. It's a, it's like it's a weird time of year to bring in guys at a price like that. But if it was the start of the season, you'd be like, yeah, he's a lock. You yeah. know what I mean? So you have to treat it the same way. I think he's a much safer pick than Hunt was to start the year as well. It's just... It's just such an easy pick for me. He's, you know, like Hollands to him is 80K. McKenzie to him, 50K. Jinbi to him actually makes you 8K. So he's, you know, right around the price of those those maxed out rookies now. It's just such an easy pick. Yep. All right. And the final guy on our list is Liam Baker. We touched on this when we talked about him in our previous segment. But Liam Baker has gone 100, 110, 79 and 122 in his last four. Now we flagged that that 79 was also somewhat injury affected. And he also dropped a 120 in the preseason game. He looks to have a really nice roll off halfback. He's been Richmond's best player this season. So I can't see that changing even with Jaden Short coming back. I have a feeling Jaden Short might might see a little bit of midfield time, maybe some wing time, just roam around the ground, do Jaden Short things. But I think Liam Baker is pretty locked into that back line just the way that he's been playing. He's been so key to the way that they move the ball as well. So, man, I think I think he's still cheap enough that you could definitely do it. Yeah, well, four-round average of 103 and 728K. It's just... It really is. It, it's, it's still an easy pick. He's... I think the next two weeks, you could still theoretically, you know, be happy paying for him if he's going to continue averaging high 90s or... Well, I think he's averaging 93 on the year, but, you know, if he's, if he's going to be that high 90s guy that we... He's looking like he will be. I think you can you can still jump on him. Totally. Yeah, totally you can jump on him. I think he's a good pick. Um, he's one of those guys that, you know, like we've always flagged that he could be just like he's always been a gun player and then he's just kind of taking that next step to having more responsibility. There have been articles written about him in the last couple of weeks about him, you know, taking responsibility and being a key player in Richmond's lineup. We saw it with like someone like Sinclair last year, you know, 
players just do take that step randomly sometimes in their career, even after they haven't showed that much fantasy potential. I think Baker's one of those guys. Yeah, agree, 100%. Great, so that wraps us up for this week. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't? <laughs> what have you got? I've got a hot bake. Oh, yes, we do. We have a hot bake. Hot bakes. Now, my hot bake is for the fantasy community. I'm sick of seeing all these coaches come out of the woodwork on a Sunday afternoon with their trades. Oh, look at me. I brought in Dacos and Sarong this week. How about you show your trades early in the week or you post on Twitter who you're keen on Discuss something. Tips, not slips, people. Don't don't come out and, and brag about trades. No other fantasy coaches want to see your good trades on Twitter. It's just such a wanker move. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially if you have a bad week. Now, I had a good week this week. But even, you know, at the end of Sunday, I didn't have Dacos in my team. He's dropped a good score. I'm, like, feeling a bit annoyed. And then I see all these people posting about how they brought him in this week. F*** off. <laughs> No one cares. Don't post your trades on Twitter at the end of a round. If you're going to post trades at the start of the round or even, you know, once the first game is over, discuss them, talk about who you're keen on. Tips, not slips, people. That's my hot bake for this week. You've been listening to the Cousins Pod. I just want to add to that before you wrap it up. It's so so true. Like, Warney posts his thing on like a Sunday every week where he goes, Oh, how are you going? Like, who've, what's your score with how many to play? I don't know why I put on that voice. Uh, Warney doesn't talk like that. Yeah. But shout out to Warney. Yeah, He's sh- man. shout out to the dog. But he posts on the on the actual fantasy Twitter page saying, you know, what are, what are you looking like scoring this week? And the only people that ever comment are the people that are smashing it every week. If you're having a bad week, you never comment. <laughs> so it just hurts when you look and you're like, oh, I'm so far off par. Yeah, par's and then- two, two, three this week. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm on 1,500 with 10 players to come or something. It's just like, dude, shut up. And 10 captain, no. But like, it's just, it's so classic that everyone is just so chirpy when they're they're up and about. Um, Yeah, so that's just classic. If you're having a bad week, just don't don't listen to that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's floggish behavior. (laughs) Either discuss your team always or shut up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say floggish behavior. It is, it's floggish behavior. Hey, you might be baking our listeners here. Look, if you post your trades on a Sunday night after they've popped, you're a flog. No. Post them earlier no. in the weekend. Hey, it's all right. Tips, to, not slips. It's, it's all right to be excited if something goes your way. Hey, yeah, you can, be, you can be excited. Maybe if you do post your trades on a Sunday afternoon and you're pumping yourself up, explain how your team is performed poorly previously or like you know don't just be the guy who's like look at me guys it is floggish behavior i'm sorry yeah i'm sort of with you i'm sort of not but it's it's a funny thing to point out because it's so true um but i think that's probably a good place to wrap it up before you insult more of our listeners keeps love you love you listeners yeah love you long time um yeah on that note if you have been listening (laughs) we appreciate you don't leave us don't leave us please (laughs) <laughs> you've been listening to the cousins pod follow us on twitter at the cousins pod 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 yeah you know what to do <laughs> um we hope you keep smashing it we hope that you keep enjoying the game of fantasy 
Stay nifty with the news this week. Stay nifty with your trades. And all the best for round six. We'll catch you later. Thanks for tuning in. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.